Good day around the world, wherever you may be. I'm Mark Smith. A couple things I think I'm going to have to bring back. One of them, a few things that Spotify, which owns Anchor, (laughs) there were some changes, as I said in my previous podcast. This time around, I think I'm going to try and go for one hour and see what happens. And also, page one, page two, so on. Alright, let's get into the fun. Uh, Relatively speaking, of course. Um... I also will throw in reviews, critiques, criticism, both good, bad, and in between along the way. Uh, One of the things that I do have uh, a review on is I believe it's the Equate brand of Bayer's Laramax. Um, laxative it's supposed to be odorless and colorless well the Equate brand of Larmax it's odorless but it's not colorless because uh, when I put a capful of the Equate version of Larmax in to my coffee this morning I seen it got cloudy, and the first thing that came in my mind was a line from uh, Color Simon's song, You're So Vain, where she says, I had some dreams, they were clouds in my coffee. Yeah. Not a very happy camper when stuff's supposed to be clear and odorless. As I said, it is odorless, but. Uh, Claire, <laughs> right, pretty much with everything else at Walmart, um, screwballs galore, especially the people who handled it at Walmart.com uh, website. Um, That, I I still say Walmart is scared excrement uh, when it comes to handling high dollar amount orders. They have a hard time trying to handle it. And I'm not alone in that train of thought, as I found out. Um, but as I said, the one product that I will not buy at Walmart or Walmart.com is, um, Mainstays. Uh, and also, too, as far as the obscure brand, ONN. And his sense items 
uh, I have second thoughts about those. So, on to the majors. Page two. I see Putin is getting ready to apparently take over the Ukraine. I think Putin's long-term plans are to try and get all the other countries that were a part of the Soviet Union back into alignment. We have to remember that Putin was originally a KGB agent. And I don't know how old... Uh, uh, let me do this. I'm going to see how old uh, Putin is. Sixty-nine years old. Putin is. And, uh, uh, I think it's crazy to try and reverse things. He already did, uh, with all forms of communication. Um, he took those radio and TV and I believe also print forms of communication uh, back to, you have to clear it with the state. Type of thing. It should be interesting if our allies are willing to back us. Or, you know, all talk, no action. Should be quite interesting. Um, I don't know how modern. Uh, Uh, the uh, Russia is um, I remember when it was the Soviet Union or the USSR uh, they had uh, Radio Moscow and the next thing I heard was Radio Moscow World Service and the BBC and their shortwave service BBC World Service the BBC got their knickers in a twist because of what uh, Radio Moscow did. Um, yeah, just the beginning, folks. Um, 
apparently Russia is getting ready for the big one. Whenever that happens, it'll probably be either during, mostly, I would say, sometime during the night, the overtaking, overthrow, whatever you care to call it, of the Ukraine just might occur. Daytime? Nah. People are out and about doing whatever, whatever. So really the best opportunity is at night. Um, I don't know, in some ways, you know, when, what was it, Czechoslovakia, before it became the Czech Republic, uh, they had tastes of freedom, but uh, Russia didn't want that, so a lot of people suffered for that change in democracy and freedom. So, I just hope it's not violent or not too violent. But yet I don't expect uh, the armies and the armed forces of the Ukraine to sit back and let it happen either. Not alone the Ukraine government, for that matter. But, uh... It should be interesting if our allies join us in fighting for the people of the Ukraine. As the old saying goes, time will tell. Page three. I really don't want to talk about wrestling because there's so many different kinds and types of wrestling. Uh, even to this day, I came across on YouTube a few years ago um, the original form of wrestling, which was mostly on the mat, no acrobatics were involved. It still exists, folks, believe it or not. Um, but I can say the ones that are um, up and coming, physically strong powerhouses, if you will is Hook, the son of Taz, and I think it's Bron Breaker or Byron Breaker, uh, the son of Rich Steiner. Uh, they're really, uh, you know, showing that they have what it takes to be on the main roster. Um, I don't know. 
the way wrestling organizations are these days, um, I think that the WWE is really uh, holding back on a lot of uh, great wrestlers, even ones on their main roster. As the one we recently heard about, Mustafa Ali, uh, supposedly the WWE says that Mustafa Ali is uh, apparently too valuable, but yet they just can't quite figure out where and how to place him in the main roster. Um, I love at the end of um, AEW, I think it's, I forgot what it's called on Fridays, um, where Hook uh, walked right past some guy and he didn't take no excrement from him and Body slammed them. Way to go, Hook. Um, as far as Ron Breaker is concerned, uh, depending on how you look at it, um, they brought Lena. Finay, I forgot what her, name, her ring name is, up from uh, NXT a little too early. I don't really think that by bringing up uh, Breaker to the main roster is going to hurt the situation. Um, I think he is an upcoming breakout, but at the same time, too, they who have all the toys rules. Page four. It's a cold one out there at the time of recording. I was looking at uh, 8 degrees at 9 a.m. Eastern and then uh, I see at uh, oh, about 10.50 a.m. Uh, looking at 10 degrees. Um, you know, welcome to Cleveland. What got, <laughs> what got to me is one of the women in TV broadcasting in the Northeast Ohio area, she did a little moaning, groaning, you know, that she had to dig her, dig her car out of the snow after the uh, snowstorm. And she was uh, 
so many hours late for work. And this is one of the um, former newscasters for the NEO area. She is the daughter of. And, uh, you know, like she hasn't lived through Cleveland winters. You know, this is her very first Cleveland winter. Yeah, we all want things to go our way. But, let's face it, it's not going to happen. Uh, let's see. Uh, one of my favorite things was pushing cars out. Now, I was about, oh, 11 years old when I helped push cars out of the deep snow. I remember I did it one Sunday morning after a snowstorm. And by 5 p.m. on that Sunday, man, did I get a headache because of the car fumes from their tailpipes. But then after, took a few uh, aspirin, took a nap, got up, went back at it again. <laughs> um, but that was really one of the things I love to do. Shoveling snow, no way, no how, especially manually, you know. Um, I know a lot of homeowners on the street that I used to live on, they, few of them shoveled their sidewalks, most of them didn't, and I, <laughs> it's the same old story. Uh, even today, there are people hollering, you know, oh, our neighbors are not shoveling their walks or their driveways. Yeah, supposedly at the time when former Mayor Michael White uh, came up with, uh, it's the law, you have to shovel snow or get fined for it. So far, nobody has done such a thing. Few do, most don't. Some things do remain the same. Page five. Um, one more thing about the winter and deep snow. If you don't like shoveling it, get a snow thrower. You know? But be wise when it comes to snow being blocked inside the snow thrower. Turn the snow thrower off. 
and reach in and <laughs> scoop out the snow and then turn it back on and pick up where you left off. Um, I knew one guy, he almost lost a finger. In fact, at the time, he had the snowthrower going and the snowthrower got clogged, reached in. He had his pinky removed by the snowthrower. He had to go to the hospital and get it reattached. I think it was the same guy that this place I used to work at. He would, you know, grab a cup of coffee from the vending machine and then he would put the cup of coffee on the roof of his car, open up the door, slide in, start the car, and start to take off. As he went past me, he accelerated. When he accelerated, his cup of coffee landed on the back window. And this was a common thing for this guy to do. Um, yeah, the thing that it really amazes me, though, I remember at the old Farmertown Mall where they would um, have these uh, snow removal, a snow removal company remove snow from the parking lot and it always end up being mountainous piles of snow. And here, when spring rolled around, temperatures were warm, still had snow. But it was melting slowly but surely. Um, I can remember snowball fights. I know some of the kids in the neighborhood would complain, you know, oh, you guys got good packing. I don't. Well, we don't, whatever. I really didn't see what was the big deal about snowball fights, so... That's what I can't understand. It was very confusing for me in those days. And, uh... It was, uh... Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, page six. Um, one thing I have to say when it comes to Roko is that if um, 
you want, if you're a Western lover of Western movies and programs, uh, never ending. That simple. Some are free, some are not. Always read the print on the lower right hand side of an app. It should be able to tell you if there's any fees involved or whatever type of money they want to call it. Um, TCM at 10 o'clock. They uh, show some comedy movies. Currently, uh, The Bowery Boys. Uh, apparently, there were in some movies the Gorsi brothers had roles in some of the movies. And uh, Hunt Hall. Uh, as well as Satch, the tall, skinny guy. Um, I think it was at 8 a.m. on MeTV, they had Tom and Jerry cartoons, and there were other um, MGM cartoons. And... Uh, uh, 9 a.m. MeTV, they had, uh, they have, I should say, uh, Bugs Bunny and Friends. I remember watching the Bugs Bunny show, uh, Tuesdays at 7.30 on ABC. And this was before, um... the uh, Fairness Doctrine came into being. Uh, those of you who may not know what the Fairness Doctrine was, uh, this was before cable began to spread. And uh, I think there were organizations, groups, and the like, wanting to be able to use a radio station's airtime, not a radio, a TV station's airtime for a dialogue about anything and everything that concerns their city, community, area, so on and so forth. Well, they got it. But when the law was implemented, nobody took advantage of it because of cable and the community channels. Uh, the city of Cleveland has their own channels, still called TV20, but on the Spectrum system in Cleveland, it is way down below and more like the 1,000 range. Um, that's what really sucks, though, yeah? 
and uh, then there was an issue about uh, having uh, a community channel and it was like right after North Coast Cable wired the city and uh, sold it to, I believe it was at the time, Adelphia. And every cable operator said we would we would uh, have an endowment for the city uh, to keep uh, the channel going, I guess it was. Um, I really don't see anything like it uh, used to be. Um, and the cable channels in C-Town and uh, as it's called uh, that uh, the cable company would um, use to talk about um, the number of questions um, whatever the name of the cable company at the time was. It still kept going, though, I will say that. Was uh, be somebody in some executive position would explain to the folks on the cable system why this is happening, why that is happening. Um... It was great. You know, one of the things that I happen to like most, but this is this, uh, this is stuff in uh, the New England area, specifically Boston. Um, I remember this year the channel or the call letters, but it was a 30-minute program called "Ask the Manager." And most of the questions were about, why isn't this show on? Why isn't that show on? And usually ends up being the manager each week on a Saturday uh, saying, because the license expired. Um... I still think that Katie Couric, I'm not head over heels of Katie Couric, though, uh, her talk show would have continued if Disney did not charge an outrageous fee for the licensing to air her talk show. I do mean outrageous fee. I think that had a lot to do with Katie's short-lived talk show. Um, I 
as a teenager used to grow up. Well, let me take a break here. I think it's page seven. When I was a kid, my there were basically two newspapers. The Plain Dealer was the morning paper, and the Cleveland Press was the evening paper. That was when life was good. Put it that way. I would always read Bill Barrett's column, radio and TV column, and uh, I found out a lot of things about the Cleveland broadcasting business. But he always came up with an article every day for at least uh, six days a week. Um, I don't know how I did it, but I know I did it. And I always remembered the FM radio guide that they published. Um, one of the things they called psychedelic rock was, they called it progressive music. And when it came to FM, it was slowly catching on. Uh, certain radio stations, FM radio stations, they already had an AM station. And at the time, uh, during the 60s, uh, their broadcasts, they would be in limited hours on FM. And if it wasn't, it would be um, a duplication of AM. Um, most tried their hand at uh, standards. Sinatra, Basie, Ellington, what have you. Um, there were also about three or four uh, classical stations at the time in the 60s. One radio station I could not understand uh, was about uh, 12 noon each day. And I don't know when their sign-off was. And then there will be the duplication of AM. But one radio station at the time, it was known as WJW 104.1 FM. How they did it, I don't know. Even to this day, it's still unbelievable. 
They would always have at least, I think, two or three classical pieces they would air. But it would always be within, as they called it, the quarter hour. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. And of course we had WCLV, which used to be 95.5. And I remember listening to that station. But their trans, I guess their studio transmitter was located on Psalm Center Road in Maple Heights. And I used to listen to WDBN, which was 94.1, I believe it was. And then one day, uh, WCLV used the uh, flagpole of uh, the Terminal Tower to broadcast the music. Classical music. It's always been classical music. As far as I know, always will be. Uh, and I don't know if they increased their wattage, but let's say they didn't. When they took up residence in the terminal tower and converted a flagpole to looks like an antenna. They really stepped on WDBN's uh, signal because I was on the near west side, and of course, they were Terminal Tower downtown Cleveland. And uh, it was really hard to listen to WDBN. Nowadays, it's WQMX and country. Um, I can go through the whole history of Cleveland Radio. I found a book that talked about Cleveland Radio. And from what I remember and from what the book says, uh, a big divide. But uh, anyways, let's go on to page eight. to this day I really can't see what we used to have more, more peaceful more quiet more civilized nation if you um, gangs here and there uh, not like they are today. No way, no how on that one. Um, 
I was trying to think, uh, could we ever go back to the way things were? No. No. Ever since busing, the excitement got out of hand. Very out of hand. And, uh, well, let's, let's do a quick uh, page nine here. My favorite restaurants. <laughs> I'm contemplating, I'm currently in the process of trying to come up with a post at WordPress.com about teachers. Some good, some bad, some, as my dad would say, I'm one hit a dog in the ass with them. I never really understood what he meant by that, but as I got older, I'm like, now I know. Anyways, um, one of my favorite restaurants was always the Mark because they always had uh, a clam bake. I think it was on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You get like a dozen clams, a little. Uh, warming bowl, I guess, with a, with a candle to keep the melted butter soft and liquidable. Uh, let's see, bag of clams, half a chicken, and of course your choice of potato. I think it was a baked potato at the time, and vegetable. Um, a real clam bake. Or the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, clam bake. Oh, and an ear of corn. A little short ear of corn. Um... One of the places I hated the most was Sambo's. Everything about Sambo's menu items consisted of one methodology of cooking. Deep fried and breaded. Might as well do it that way. Two methodologies. Um, I hated Sambo's, and there was uh, Bearden's across the street I never went to. I went to the Bearden's on Rocky River Drive in Cam's Corners, um, but that was, there are restaurants across the country that, uh, get indifferent if you're a new customer, first time customer, 
they get indifferent and they also get discriminatory with the new customer. You know, they want steady customers. They want that vacant table for their steady customers. You know, they knew when and where they normally sit. Um, very discriminatory Bearden's was. Um, they would advertise, but uh, was it another restaurant, The Whip, in Palmer Heights on Pro Road? They were discriminatory as well. Um, the Pepper Mill. That was great. But they were discriminatory. Uh, Tony's restaurant and bar. Uh, they weren't. They weren't. Uh, their food was great, service was great. Um, I remember when Red Lobster opened up on Day Drive in Parma. Talk about a long line. Whew. That's another place that over the years has become discriminatory. Ground Round was all right to a point. I went to the Ground Round in Connecticut and supposedly the laws on serving alcohol in the state of Connecticut change. If a customer, let's say husband and wife and kids, if the husband ordered a pitcher of beer and one glass, they couldn't serve it. It had to be at least two or more beer glasses in order for them to bring a pitcher of beer. Um, Grand Ground, Day Drive, Parma. Very good. Very good place. From what I understand, Grand Ground was owned by Howard Johnson. Um, There was another restaurant, I guess it was kind of like next door. Wait a minute, why am I saying next door? No. Where the ground round was located in Day Drive in Palma, before it became the ground round, it was the Sveden House. Sveden House. Buffet. Restaurant. All the food was good except their mashed potatoes. I don't know. There was supposed to be imitation butter or some really cheap, crappy-ass butter on the mashed potatoes. I wouldn't eat the mashed potatoes at all. Everything else? Oh, yeah. I'm there. Do <laughs> um, you see that Kenny King's? when they had restaurants. Um, I have to say Chinese restaurants. 
or Asian restaurants, uh, kind of can sit down and really enjoy, uh, you know, their food. All except for Herbert Chen. on Madison Avenue in Cleveland, um, run by a, a guy and a girl who's supposed to be servers, but they're more bossy than they are servers. And you can walk in there, sit down at a table, and wait there till Humphrey's over and done some, and you still wouldn't get waited on. So, even in restaurants, you still have to be a wise consumer. And if things don't go right, you do have to let it be known to the uh, corporate HQ. You say nothing, nothing gets done. That simple. Page 10. I'm trying to write, write a post about teachers at WordPress.com. Um, I can tell you, as I said in my previous podcast, you can't say kindergarten and name the kindergarten teachers or assistants. Because in my day, kindergarten only had one teacher. It wasn't until about maybe mid to late 60s that I began seeing kindergarten teachers having assistants. Um... So, you can't say kindergarten and the name of the kindergarten teacher and or assistant too easy. You always had fun in kindergarten. Except for me. I'll figure out if I should write that one or not. But the inconsistencies among teachers I think that when it comes to school teachers they want bragging rights and in this case when it comes to teachers wanting bragging rights they uh, want attention and type and kind of people that want attention, just short of 24-7. In this case, teachers. Supposedly at Clark Elementary School, there is a music teacher. Talk about gross titles. Uh, she was originally Miss Daniel, then Miss Michaels, and she got married a couple more times. And, uh, from what I understand from the kids, 
who still attend Clark Elementary School, she yells, and I mean yells. She's even got my ex beat in that area, from what I understand. Uh, I remember... Um, Um, music teacher. Oh yeah. Well, before we go any further, this Miss Daniels, Miss Michaels, when she was Miss Daniels, um, first day in her music class in the so-called music room. Uh, she accused me of chewing gum in class, and I told her I didn't. She did a nice little wind sprint uh, and came right towards me, put her hand under my uh, chin, and gave me her version of the right act. Um, her version of the right act. And she had out for me. All of my classmates will get to play an instrument. Not me. So, we want to talk about um, narcissists. There's one for you. Um... I think it was a third grade teacher, Miss Brush, as she wanted to be called. She had it out for me. It was just unbelievable. She went so far as the old... Um, belief that any child that is left-handed you have to convert them to right-handed because any child that was born left-handed was the work of the devil for what it's worth but that's what was believed back then uh, she um she would grab my hair, move my head around and around. And she had her um, student who was really, you know, the good little boy in class. And I would always stay after school in Miss Brush's class till about 10 to 4. One time she kept me till 4.30. I almost got locked in the damn school because of her. But then one day she grabbed me by the hair and did her normal routine. And uh, I went home. When I went, when I got in through the door, my mom said, What happened to you? I said, What? She says, Your hair is standing up. 
says, oh, the teacher grabbed my hair and shakes it all around. When she heard that, the next day, she accompanied me to school. And she got in Miss Brush's face. And, of course, Miss Brush, being the... Uh, Um, narcissist that she is, she got into my mom's face. And uh, next thing I seen was the principal, and the principal says, let's settle this in my office. Got home that day, and I was told I'd be in a different class. And, oh, that's nice. So... I'm coming up to 60 minutes, folks, so with ads, it's to be expected. It should be at least an hour. So until the next time, everyone, good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the many parts of the world. Mark Smith, good day.